Hello and welcome to the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. I'm Zach. And I'm Travis. And we are back to talk another busy week in DC TV. And I guess we'll jump right in with Supergirl, episode titled Of Two Minds, where we get to see a lot more Legion and the world killers coming together. What do you think of this one, Travis? I enjoyed this episode a lot, Tom. I liked that Supergirl and Imra had a disagreement on how to do things, and you could understand both points of view, because Supergirl's ideals stay with her of not killing, and Imra has seen the devastation that the blight has done in the future, so I can see both of those. And I really loved the battle for control of Samantha's body between Rain and Samantha. Those scenes were great. I thought that was amazing, and my favorite scene was uh, Wynn and James when he's sick. It really highlights the friendship that they have, and I thought that Wynn voiced some concerns about maybe wanting to lead the DEO and go do his own thing and invent and make his name in the world. So I uh, hope that they keep this going forward. Yeah, I, I enjoyed this episode a lot, and Supergirl's really started off the, the back half of this season very, very strong. Um, I like you said I did like the the sh- kind of showdown between Imra and, and Kara. It was believable. Um, Win is great as usual, and then it was it was interesting to see a world killer who like wasn't remorseful even when she wasn't a world killer. Like she liked the power that she had, so that I think that makes makes an interesting wrinkle in it. You can't just talk the person out of it, um, and it makes it makes Imra's case a lot stronger. Yeah, I agree here. It was really cool seeing the emotion that came from the illness that was causing everyone, especially with everything that happened with Wynn. It seemed real. I wasn't worried that something was going to happen to him. I didn't think Wynn was going to go away. But it was cool. He was facing his own mortality, and he was worried if about the mark he would have left on the world if he was gone then. And that was that felt like a really cool thing. And um, I also enjoyed the conflict between Imra and Kara I thought that was fair because they both had valid points and now I'm now that the world killers seem to be together at the end I just don't know where they're going to go from here well I I guess I can assume it's we're going to see Supergirl and the Legion against the world killers and everything Um, but I'm curious to see how that all plays out I'm hoping we get some Legion people joining to help the fight and I'm as anxious about seeing how this plays out and the main thing i got from this episode was lena should have contacted supergirl from the start yeah that would make things too easy Uh, (laughs) but yeah we also we also did get to see more of the legion we did get to see brainy even if there was not the best excuse ever for them to save time on his wardrobe and (laughs) special effects look but i'm at least glad we got Imra and Brainy back for this episode anyway. They've been gone for a while and it's just like, oh, they're probably hanging out doing something important right now. But we we actually have them back now. Yeah, but I love every scene that Imra's been in this episode, so going forward, I hope we see her a bit more. Yeah, I forgot about them <laughs> having Brainiac not in costume or makeup because, just because. So that's yeah. kind of funny. <laughs> Whatever terrible excuse there is to explain why they, they don't want to have to put that makeup on every time. Um, whatever. It, it, I guess it gets the job done. On to The Flash. Therefore she is. We get a lot of background here on Marlies and DeVoe and also everything going on with Cisco and Gypsy as they 
they come into some conflict. What about this one, Travis? You hit the nail right on the head, Marlies and DeVoe. Those flashbacks were perfect for me. They showed why Marlies would turn on DeVoe now because he's become what he feared most for the rest of the people in the world with technology. And he's trying to rule the world rather than save it. So Marlies has seen all this. And I love the final scene where she gets in the chair and she's like, yeah, I'm out of here. See ya. And you, I'm the only one that knows that you have said on multiple occasions that you're nothing without me. So enjoy this self-doubt with the day before your plan's going to be hatched, which I loved because I was not a fan of Marlies for most of this season. And she just turned around and won me. So that was great. And we got a little cool thing at the end, which I think 100% confirms that Don Allen is here. And I got a feeling that's going to lead into the season five big bad. And I just can't wait to see that pan out. Yeah, well, I I will save my thoughts about the, the ending until I get through the rest of the episode. But yes, I think I think you're right about it being done. Um, but yeah, this was a really really good episode. Like you said, I'm I'm glad that they took the time to give us a pretty substantial backstory to to get to figure out you know where where exactly did Devoe come from? Why is he doing this? What is Marlies' story? Um, as is usual with a lot of like superhero stuff, some of it especially for a villain doesn't make sense like he wants to take over the world because he thinks people use technology too much okay i guess i like get annoyed when people are on their phones and i have to like wait behind them in line or something but it doesn't make me want to like take away everybody's intelligence but that's just me um but yeah it's it was great how they've built up marlies over the season and got her more like confident and standing up to devote more and now like you said seeing her in that chair just zooming away that was pretty cool yeah it was a little bit underwhelming to find out that the thinker's plan is the same as the enchantresses and suicide squad right yeah uh, <laughs> use technology to be, to destroy people because they rely on technology too much that was a little disappointing um but i was absolutely glad to see marley's step up and and sort of go away from the DeVoe, I wonder if she will try to join, where she will go from here. Is she going to try to join Team Flash? Will DeVoe be able to bring her back? I don't know. I believe if the Flash has taught us anything, is they're going to be having a round table of trying to figure out how to stop DeVoe, and she's just going to walk right on in because there is no security, <laughs> and say, I can help you guys. And that's how she'll be, after a little bit of conflict, she'll be taken into the group, obviously. And I also thought that it was really great because I think this is the first time that someone has finally gotten one up on the thinker. And I just really wanted to see that happen. Yeah. Or at least we think that someone has, maybe this really is all part of his plan. Like I'm still, there's still part of me that thinks that maybe he planned this as well. And his plan all along was to get Marlies to go crazy and actually end up taking over the world because I think she's like kind of broken now. And I don't think she's going to want to take DeVoe down. I think she wants to maybe, or maybe she'll get corrupted somehow. I don't really know. Yeah, I, there's a lot of good options. We don't know how far ahead DeVoe has thought. I mean, how many steps through has he really thought? And do all these changes affect him? Or did he already predict that possibility? Um, that's why it's cool slash frustrating when you have a, a villain who relies on intelligence to this extent. Um, but yeah, uh, well, at least we got some some movement there. And I was also bummed to see everything go down with Cisco and Gypsy. I like them together. 
I hope this. I hope we see Gypsy more in the future, and I think she would be great on Legends of Tomorrow, leading the team for a little bit through the multiverse. Uh, a little arc on there that would be pretty cool. Oh man, that's a great idea. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So back to the ending. The the mystery girl, the delivery girl. We now know that is a speedster, and I think the the prevailing theory is that she is Dawn Allen, the daughter of Iris and Barry. Um, but there. I don't remember what site I saw it on, but they they made some good points about uh, Barry when he came out of the Speed Force was like talking about needing to get the diapers, mm-hmm. and so you were obviously thinking of like Joe and Cecile's baby, but maybe he was talking about his future kid with Iris, and then he also said something about Nora, and obviously you're thinking about his mom, but why would he call his mom Nora? So maybe her name doesn't end up being Dawn on the TV show. Maybe they name her Nora after his mother. That's a very interesting theory, and I think that you could be possibly right. I just know that the purple and light, yellow lightning, or orangey yellow lightning they showed at the end that had to that had to be on purpose because we've only seen we've only seen Iris with purple and Barry with orange, and the combination of the two pretty much solidifies it for me. Unless there's a yeah. red herring. Yeah. All right. Next up, Arrow, docket number eleven nineteen forty one seventy three, in. As you can guess, it is an entire trial episode, the trial of Oliver Queen. As we get closer to the finale, there's only two episodes left after this one. What did you think of the whole trial, Travis? I actually really enjoyed it, which is surprising because most of the time with CW and trials, I could care less. Like Barry <laughs> Allen's trial, I was checked out of that completely. And Oliver's been going through stuff with the law for a long time. But this was I thought this was great because it showed the corruption to show the reaches that Diaz had. It was all stacked against Oliver. And I think the hero of the episode is Diggle for setting all this up, even though him and Oliver still have beef. That shows me that Diggle will come back to be in uh, with Oliver maybe next season. But they still have that understanding. And it was really nice to squash the beef between Oliver and Renee. And I love that Oliver looked up at Renee and just told him to tell people when Diaz had his daughter that just goes to show the kind of person that Oliver is. And I just really love this episode from top to bottom. And we got the redemption arc come full circle with Black Siren. Yeah, absolutely. Lots of lots of Black Siren goodness at the end there. I, the trial, I have to say, it was really well done considering I, I didn't really have... It was mostly talking in circles, the trials, because this episode is almost entirely the trial. And they're talking in circles. Is he guilty? Is he not? And I... I didn't even have a real rooting interest because I don't know if I want Oliver Queen to be revealed as a green arrow or not, or I don't really want to see somebody else take the fall for him. I don't even know what I want. Um, but considering I didn't have anything to root for, I think it was pretty well done. And we do get Colin Donald back, even if it's not really as Tommy. Um, we do get to see Human Target return, which was pretty cool. We also got a throwaway line about Gang and Bruno Mannheim as more of Jack Kirby's fourth world just gets butchered <laughs> where it, people just take from that and use inner gang would be such a great season long villain on Supergirl or one of the other shows. Instead, it's just a throwaway line where they're already in prison on a, on a random episode of arrow. So that's just disappointing uh, if you're a fan of the fourth world and new gods. But um, anyway, yeah, there was, there was a lot of good stuff in there. Tommy was great. I just thought that that was perfect, even though it was not, actually him i thought that that maybe even opens up the door for next season for potentially having him come back depending on the results of this episode in terms of viewer watches and 
the feedback from it. I just thought he was great. And I honestly thought he was going to be guilty. When the jury said that he was guilty, I assumed that he would have to say that he was Green Arrow. Why would they drop that little bit of knowledge there? So I think that that will come out by the end of the season. And I think that he will have to leave because he knows what will happen to it. He might have to fake his death because he knows that he'll put a giant target on Felicity and William's backs. So that's something that i really curious to see how this is going to play out. And we ended off with Black Siren taking on Diaz and almost wiping them all apart. But he had this device. He was prepared. He's always prepared. And now he has Black Siren. So unfortunately, I think that that's going to sign off the end of our time with Quentin Lance. And it's, it's been great, but it's the writing is on the wall since, since early in the season. They've been dropping hints. So we just got to get ourselves prepared for that. And there might not be anybody else left from season one besides Oliver and Felicity. It's been heavily and Diggle. Yeah. Dig, sorry, Dig. Quentin's been heavily foreshadowed for a long time there. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely expecting that. And it was cool to see Black Siren go ahead and try to take him down. I thought that was really smart. Like, why didn't you just do this? And then now we see why she didn't before. Um but yeah, I guess now we're gonna see a couple action packed episodes where of Arrow and I'm assuming Oliver will probably be officially revealed as the Green Arrow. Because if not, what was what was the point of all this? Just be, I mean, I think they just have to do it at this point. Oh, I agree, Tom. But you can't do this three times. This is the third time. First mm-hmm. season, they thought he was him. Third season, and the third season was the best approach for it, where he, they actually confirmed to themselves. They hunted them down. That's the kind of scenes I want to see. I want to see Oliver on the run like that, and that was amazing. That's still one of my favorite episodes. And now I just hope that the end of the season i want to end with a cliffhanger of everyone thinks oliver's dead but they know that he's the green arrow as well and i want to see him come back next season and he better have that goatee that's another point he better have that goatee but with quentin i can see quentin dying but his last words to black siren are telling her how priority priority is of her for being a good person i think that's going to fuel her to have a very positive effect going forward and I'm just glad Katie Cassie's going to stay with us. It's just, I just enjoy her badass of Siren, Black Siren, so I hope she brings some of that to Black Canary as well. Yeah, I guess we'll we'll see where all that goes in the next couple weeks. Uh, last up, we'll talk about Krypton Transformation. What'd you think of this one? Following up on a big episode last week, what'd you think of this one, Travis? Brainiac terrifies the living daylights out of me. He is so scary in that body and the way he's talking. I love it. And I was really sad about Dev M because I wrote down Dev M always loyal exclamation points when I was watching the episode until he shit comes out that he's actually controlled by Brainiac. So that really threw me for a loop. And I also enjoyed hearing Darren Vicks's backstory of what happened to his parents. And you can show it shows how much how the hate has developed within him. But my favorite person of the week was Nessa Vex yet again. What a play on her father. And it was just awesome. She is, she's probably my favorite character on the show. And I just, we have three episodes left, and I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, this was this is a really good episode, and something about this show that is maybe a little different from other shows that normally happen, like the everything going on, like in the town, in the city, with the the coup attempt and the like 
festival afterwards. I don't remember what it was, like a festival or a day or something like that. But just all this stuff going on, it felt like real time. And like you actually felt the pressure of like being with the characters and needing to get stuff done, even when they're cutting between different storylines. And a lot of times in shows, it seems like when they do that, you kind of like lose the momentum, but they kept the momentum going throughout the whole storylines really well. Uh, Like you said, Brainiac is fantastic, especially in the voice of Rao's body. Really, really creepy, scary. I don't know what they're doing with Dev M. I thought I thought that was a great twist, finding out that he's being controlled by by Brainiac. Um, but yeah, this was a really good episode. And like you said, not many left. Yeah. And like you were talking about there, Zach, I think the tension of the show has really picked up the last couple of weeks. And it's really we're building towards something here and you can really feel it. And it, every scene seems kind of important, like we're going somewhere. And I've really enjoyed that. And second everything you guys say about Brainiac and Dev M. And I thought this was a really cool episode for Adam Strange. Just because we really get inside his head. We know what he's thinking, what he was trying to do. He's a hero, but he's not exactly the most popular one. He you know, points out <laughs> Justice League doesn't pay attention to him and things like that. And so he was he thought if he could save Superman, maybe he would get recognized. And I thought that was a really cool personal struggle of his. He wants to step up. He wants to be better. He wants to uh, get acknowledged for being a hero because he doesn't feel like he's got that yet. So we get to see where he's coming from. Yeah, agreed. I was just about to touch on that. I thought Adam Strange was great. I loved his interactions in the Fortress as well. And we get some light. He's not actually a member of the Justice League. He wants to be a member. I think that's what he said. I hope the Justice League would notice and have me as a member. He's like a D-level hero, he said. He doesn't even have a co- uh, any superpowers. But I think that he's in the worst position of all now because depending on who you look at, the point of view you look at it from, he could be considered a villain. Because he, he's got to make sure this happens. This right. has to happen. So even if this does happen, what kind of relationship will him and Seg have by the end of the season if he lets this happen or kills General Zod like he said he needs to do? So I'm just that, and I want to know who is General Zod's father. I'm still thinking of Seg, but we will see soon, I think, because they wouldn't drop that. He was just about to tell her who his, who her, who his father was. And it got cut out, like cut off at that time. So that's what I'm curious of. Who is General Zod's father? Well, he said it's a it's a random soldier on the battlefield, right? Well, he said he didn't know him. He never knew right. him. And he, he yeah. died. But um, can we really trust General Zod to even say no. that? Because I know, <laughs> didn't notice one thing. A couple episodes ago, he looked. He The look was a couple seconds too long for it not to mean something. He looked over and seen Seg and... Uh, I'm blanking on her name now. Uh, Lyda. He looked over and seen them comforting, and he could see that they had a relationship. So I still think that Seg is his father, and I think we will get that revealed at some point. You could say that look is just as easily Zod wondering why his mom is not with his father, because that <laughs> Seg is not. So I, I think it. I think that look meant something, but until we know what exactly it meant, we can't be sure. Yeah. Just throwing out crazy theories here. Holding <laughs> 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 something sticks. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess we'll see. Again, we've only got a few episodes left of this, and all the shows except for Supergirl are really building towards their finales now. So we're getting we're getting close. Yeah, can't wait. It's gonna be a great couple weeks. All right. Well, that's all we've got for this week. Travis, why don't you let everybody know where they can get a hold of you? You can find me on Twitter at Travis underscore one five six. Just drop me a line, and we can chat DC anytime. All right. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back tomorrow.